0: What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future, if it's happening in The Challenge Universe. then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated challenge historian, Jacob Hallibault. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me today for a very fun and interesting and awesome episode of The Challenge Historian. Today, we're going into the past. We're doing an idea that was submitted by my guy, Scott Grimes at Average and Savage on IG. If you want to go tell Scott, he is a genius because he is for having had this idea. passed it along to me, and now we're doing the first of a three-part series here today based on his idea, which was OG Rivals or OG X's season. What if instead of seasons 21 and 22 when they debuted Rivals in Battle of the X's, Respectively, they did those iconic themes much earlier on. Who would the teams have been? How amazing would it have been? Etc., etc., etc. You get it. OG Rivals or X's seasons done earlier in the timeline of the challenge. I loved, loved this idea. And so I've run with it. Now, Scott put together an entire roster of his own OG Rivals version, which is incredible. Much of which I will be talking about and even adopting into my own. Own rivals OG season that I'll be talking about in the next episode of this podcast series. Today, however, I am starting with X's. I decided I wanted to start with Battle of the X's. There is rumors That after X's and Rivals, I may even throw in a Ride or Dies OG edition because even if the recent Ride or Dies theme didn't produce, you know, the iconic season that Rivals and X's did over the years, the format still fits and kind of works as a perfect little third outlet to go in this little series. So we're gonna do X's today. We're gonna do Rivals after that, and then maybe, possibly, probably gonna do a Ride or Dies OG edition as well. Get to talk about some of the OG besties. So beyond the. Look out for those in the coming days and weeks. But for today, we're talking Battle of the X's OG Edition. Now, this intro you are listening to right now is being recorded just for you, the audio listener, who I love and adore, and I thank you for having been here with me over the last two years' worth of challenge-related podcasts. Everything after this intro, though, was recorded both for audio and for video and is running on YouTube with some graphics and fun visual things going on, so... If you want to just listen, amazing. You're in the right spot. Keep on going, don't do anything. If you would prefer to watch along, head on over to YouTube, link is in the show notes, or search Challenge Historian on YouTube, you'll find me there, or really anywhere you're looking for me, search that, and if I'm there, that's how you'll find me. As always, thank you so much for being here, and if you want to be super awesome, just like Scott, have your idea turned into a full-blown episode as well, hit me up, tell me what you got, at Challenge Historian on Instagram, that's where you can get in touch. Without further ado, the Battle of the X's OG edition. The Battle of the X's theme produced two of the all-time great MTV The Challenge seasons, 22 and 26, but... What if we wouldn't have had to wait so long? What if the true OGs of the game and their not so better halves would have been given the chance to work with the ones whose heart they broke for a chance at a life-changing sum of money? Would Trichelle and Miz as partners have been absolute TV gold? Could Tanya and Theo have been the most chaotic team of all time? Would another legendary season have occurred? I say yes to all of it. Now let me tell you why turns out the folks were hooking up on the real world road rules and the challenge house basically from the day each of those franchises were conceived. So, with so much juicy history to pull from with the OGs, why why did we have to wait so long until season 22 for production to realize this gold mine of a theme they were sitting on? I'm here to correct that record, at least hypothetically. Though, if you do know about any working time machines, hit me up, get in touch, because obviously redoing old seasons of the challenge would be the most important thing to use such technology for. So, just for fun, let's all together, hand in hand, take a little stroll down challenge history lane and look at what a battle of the X's would have been like if it would have been done earlier. Now, when's the perfect time to do it, you ask? I would say the perfect time would have been immediately after the duel. Having X's be the 14th season would have given us plenty of OG love gone wrong to work with. It would have occurred when the show was at an all-time high, and it could have introduced a new amazing theme to the rotation before coming back to finish the Inferno and Gauntlet trilogies. As for the cast, some of the following folks, they kissed in bars. Some of them, borderline, had sex on the bus in front of their castmates. Most of them officially dated in one capacity or another, but all of them had one thing in common. It didn't work out. That's why they're called X's. After all, I've got 12 pairs getting that call from production for this hypothetical OG's X's season. Let's find out who they are. Twelve teams make up this cast, all of them a wide range of romantic relationships that have transpired. Let's go through them each, one at a time, starting chronologically with the first one we ever saw on our screens, which was... Ronnie and Kifla, They hooked up off of the show before flirting their way throughout real world road rules challenge season two. They would be physical threats for sure. In this house, they'd be the kind of X's team that is kind of icy towards each other, distant from each other in the house, but they show up to play when TJ blows that horn. Second team, Holly and Dan. Now, These two became besties on Challenge 2000. Problem was, Holly thought they were soulmates, and Dan had a girlfriend. And Dan was reluctant to you know, budge on his loyalty to that girlfriend. Holly, by season end, openly loves Dan, expresses that love to the camera via confessional all of the time. And the goodbye between the two is absolutely heart-wrenching. They would be the most likely pair to actually get along, maybe even end up dating. But has the sportification of the show passed them by? we would see. Thirteen. Emily Bailey and James Orlando. Now, a bit of a history here with these two. Back on Extreme Challenge, James Orlando claimed to Rebecca, fellow castmate, that he couldn't get any girls. But then, the two of them, well, they hook up. Then they break up because she calls him a young, cocky dummy. And then they sleep together in the one hotel room that the whole team gets for one night only, making everyone else sleep on the Winnebago that night. They definitely do not end the season together, though. And that is where Emily Bailey steps in. She sees all of this transpire and says, you know what? That's my guy. The two start dating off the show. They are then on Battle of the Sexes, two together, where once he is eliminated, Emily decides, I can't be here without him. She leaves, too, and she probably should sort have of stayed because uh, Emily and James, they didn't stick it out. They would be the wild card team. They could get along. They could never want to speak. James still could be a super young and dumb, or he could have his head on right, realize they have the combined athleticism and brain power to actually compete. Fourth team, this is our stars. These are the ones coming in. Everyone, the top, they're on the poster. They're on the poster for sure for this season. Trishel and Mike, the Miz. Miz, back in the gauntlet. He takes care of Trishel after her horrible bike accident leaves her all battered and bruised up. He takes care of her. They strike up a relationship and they start dating much to the annoyance of their entire team as Mike starts to defend Trishel over and over, even over the likes of Coral or Alton or Irlan, the three people on his team that get the most upset about this relationship. This then extends into the inferno where, having broken up, Miz is now on to his next show girlfriend. That would be Kendall, but Trishel's back in LA spreading rumors about the two, talking shit. They're getting phone calls about it. It's a whole thing. These two have a lot of history. They're the expected star's of the show the most dramatic history of any couple at least from what we've seen and heard about on screen on camera and both have now five plus years of being legit stars in the world so they would definitely be on the poster heading in next team up leah and Durrell. They casually hook up on the Inferno. That turns into like some real feelings that they both are not really expecting, but ultimately it doesn't go anywhere afterwards. I like them. I wanted them in this hypothetical house. I don't think they're going to get much screen time given the calm and polite nature and that they're just both like actual nice people compared to the rest of the cast. Not that the rest of the cast isn't nice people, but the calm and polite part. You get what I'm saying. Next up, the opposite. Tanya and Theo Vaughn. Aggressive club makeouts. Back of the van makeouts that border on more to say the least on battle of the sexes two. on again, off again, hookups by the end of the season, they both are like absolute no chance that we're doing anything after this show, but it was fun while it lasted, huh? What a couple, (laughs) what two competitors. This is the chaos team. Who knows what either of them does. They definitely, definitely probably have sex with each other again. They very well may have sex with other people in the house too. Maybe some locals they meet at the bar since they're still allowed to go to bars out in the real world at this point of the show. They could win the whole thing. They could go home first. They could be everyone's favorite team and favorite best buddies in the house. They could be the worst nightmare that everyone in the house wants gone. Absolute chaos. Next up, Coral and Abram, they became intense, intensely close while dating on Battle of the Sexes 2 and I'll use the word intense for a third straight time because it's necessary the goodbye between the two of them is like a cinematic masterpiece just them with the desert behind them they hug for like 25 minutes straight it's crazy and then of course they don't actually last after the show but they're still two Hall of Famers all-stars legends of the game now as teammates they're the biggest political threat in the house do they get along though I don't know does Coral who obviously is going to align with Miz as always. Go, does that go over okay with Abram at this point, or does Abram decide to make he and Miz's fake rivalry, that's really a friendship, turn into a fake friendship that's really a rivalry? We would see next up, Robin and Mark. These two got together on Battle of the two. And then it's on again, off again. Over the next few seasons, there's drama about Mark hooking up with other people in L.A. You know the story because we saw the whole story play out before us. This is the one team that actually went on to do X's on season 22. Now they just get to do it a whole bunch earlier. He's the godfather to these people already, which probably helps them politically. But you know, you know there is some drunken crying in this team's future over something, sometime. Next, Brad and Cameron. They dated on Real World San Diego. They both appeared on Battle of the Sexes 2 together just as friends though, but there is that history from Real World. Brad's coming off a second place finish and is desperate to get a win. Cameron probably isn't as focused on the game as Brad would like her to be. That causes Brad, I'm guessing, to vent to the other guys every other night at the bar as he watches Cameron actually enjoy herself, do shots, dance, the whole thing. We've seen that story before. We would see it again with these two. Then we've got Kina and Randy. They dated throughout Battle of sexes too. They're one of my favorite couples of all time in challenge history. I do not know if they had broken up by the point of this hypothetical season, but I don't care because I love them both and I need them both on this season. So we're going to say they did and that they're here next second to last team Landon and Shavonda on again off again relationship on real world Philly where they both broke up with people for each other. Nothing happens between the two of them on Inferno 2, where as rookies, they compete together. One of them Landon wins. Shavonda is the final person eliminated before that final. Now, second season for both, second season as teammates for both. This time, just the two of them. Do old feelings come back this time around? I say yes for one, but probably not the other, which is a drama-filled place to be. Final team then, Alton and Irlan. They dated coming out of real world Las Vegas throughout the gauntlet season, but then sometime after that broke up and we saw that recent breakup come up and be a storyline for Alton on gauntlet two, when he and Jody had feelings very strong, but he couldn't pull the trigger because of his fresh wounds from the previous relationship. These two are now thrown back together on a team for the second time, second pair of teammates to have been teammates for a second time that sentence didn't make sense but you know what i said friends and enemies alike in the house but which of those will they be towards each other those are your 12 teams potential alternates because you know i got alternates we've got Janet and Jason from Season 2, Callie and Nathan from Season 2, or Montana and Noah from Season 2. They really were getting down on the OG of OG seasons of the challenge. Chadwick and Holly from Season 5, Miz and Tara from Season 5, or Miz and Kendall from Season 8. He does have three options to pick from in this X's edition. Dave and Kara from Season 7, Veronica and Abram from Season 7. Maybe Abram decides, hey, you know what? Coral's pretty awesome, but uh, what about Veronica? Could you even... Could you just go ahead and give me Rachel? Like, why not? I don't know, but he's got got some options as well. And then DM and Derek from season 12, Fresh Meat. I know that obviously, given everything going on at the hypothetical time of this season, that DM likely would not have been able to compete. I'm aware of that, but the idea is is still very fascinating and interesting that if coming off of the duel and ct and dm are together we then put a season without ct there but derek and dm are partners once again we know the feelings he caught we know from that reunion how he maybe felt about things ending at the end of that season that could be some juicy drama for sure so those are your alternates those are your teams but what would actually happen It's one thing to just make up the teams that could have been, but it's a whole other thing to go through the full hypothetical of what would have transpired, who would have won. So were this season to have taken place, I think the following would have played out, starting with... Holly and Dan, I kind of said it before, but I'll say it right out the gate here. They would have been the first couple to get together. They likely would have ended up married with kids happily ever after. You can lock that down. Ronnie and Kefla, they would have had the fewest connections in the house. And that combined with being obvious physical threats would have meant they're in elimination early As well as often, because they would have kept winning and winning and winning, knocking out Emily and James, Leah and Darrell, and Holly and Dan before finally bowing out themselves to Landon and Shavonda. The battle then would continue to be the alpha male of the house. It would be hilarious, absolutely hilarious. We got Miz, Abram, Theo, Alton, Brad, Landon, Mark, all battling, all with intertwined histories with each other. Specifically, I'm looking at Theo, who would be working hard to get Miz and Coral out to try to win the final battle, the rubber match of sorts, in that kind of under-the-radar rivalry that Miz and Theo had. Alton and Irulan, they would have had the hardest time being partners after their lengthy, very real off-screen relationship. That would ultimately cost them an elimination where their hearts just you know, aren't totally in it. They lose in a climbing base elimination to Theo and Tanya, Team Chaos and now Theo has beaten Alton in three climbing challenges put some respect on my guy's name those two are out the other two continue Mark and Robin you know they they would just be a little bit too dysfunctional Brad and Cameron Keena and Randy they wouldn't have quite enough friends so the three of those teams they end up going home the final three spots leaving Ms. Trichelle Coral Abram Theo Tanya Landon and Shavonda to go to the final where I believe Landon and Shavonda would win Going away, setting the stage for her to do more seasons like she should have done anyway. Why did she not get calls back? I do not know. And Landon to get his all time great status earned even earlier. Mission Trishel would be the stars of the season as expected. Coral and Kina would not get along. Ronnie and Keflo would realize that they're kind of actually glad that they didn't do more seasons with these wild folks and everyone. Everyone would have been thrilled that somehow, some way, against all odds, the Austin couples hadn't yet broken up, so none of them would get the invite. Did I miss anyone? Would you have watched this season? Do you think it would have been, in my very best Ms. Voice, awesome? Let me know in the comments below. If you ask me if this season is ultimately as good as the eventual exes seasons that actually happen... Probably not, mainly because the ones that really happened are all-timers, mainly. It's pretty hard to get to that level, but also because while there's a lot of romance in the early days of this show— It was a bit more casual hooking up and there hadn't quite been enough time to pass to allow some of those really deep and wild relationships to transpire over the years. Most of these teams make a lot of sense, would be amazing as X's teams, but a few of them, if you're sitting there thinking, hey, you stretched a little with this one or that one, or yes, they dated, but would it ultimately have been that interesting on an X's season? I'm with you. It works really well, but not quite perfectly. But You know what theme would work perfectly for the OGs, like legit, perfect, perfect rivals. Looks like this time traveling challenge producer has some work to do. Until next time, thanks so much for watching. I love you. Now hit that subscribe button because this video is literally seconds away from ending.